0: Hey guys, it is Open Championship Week. We have Dave Belleville and Johnny Strouser on to break it all down. We review the John Deere, the Scottish Open, and then we talk about the Open. What are the good course fits? uh, Who's most likely to play well? And some guys that we are fading as well. We go through the entire odds board. Uh, Guys we like to win. Guys we like top fives, top tens on. Uh, Stay with us. It's a lengthy one, but there's some good, good analysis here if you're going to bet this event Uh, before we get to the pod shout out to swimming into view Uh, my guys are playing at the pretty lake music fest this saturday Uh, if you got a chance head up there Um, it's seven eight hours of music on a summer day it should be awesome Uh, hey pretty lake my old stomping grounds uh, used to go there as a kid a couple weeks a year Uh, good place good vibes up there Check out Swimming Interview when you can. Uh, They got a full slate of shows uh, the next couple months. All right, let's get to the Open Championship. Welcome to Your Best Bet. We have arrived at the Final major of the 2021 season. Can't believe it's here already. Seems like we were just talking about the masters in November of last year and how we had five majors in a very short time span. So it's always kind of exciting and always kind of a bummer when you realize the next major won't be for another good nine months. But We are here to talk about the Open. We're going to do a quick review of the John Deere Classic, quick review of the Scottish Open from last week. We'll also talk about the uh, Three Rivers Golf Tour event from this last weekend at Riverbend. Joining me to discuss it all is Dave Belleville. Dave, welcome. It's been a while for you. Thank you,
1: kind sir. It has. I uh, appreciate being on again.
0: And Johnny Strauser. Johnny, uh, I know you've been researching hard to come up with the the, the winning pick this week.
2: Yeah, yeah. After some uh, some decent weeks that we've had, uh, last week was was not not great, but uh, last major of the year, so uh, uh, always a fun one to watch. Tough
0: one to bet, but I'm I'm looking forward to uh, this week here. You were right when you said a tough week last week for us. I was reviewing our picks, and the only one that hit was uh, your top twenty pick on. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even remember who it was. Um, that's was it Hank. No, no, Hank wasn't in your best bets. Although we we talked about betting them top ten okay. on the on the pod, but. Uh, um, Gosh, why can't I think of it? Anyways, we we just missed out on a top ten for Henley and Ches, but it was pretty it was pretty rough. Um, we'll talk about the deer in a second. Uh, before we get to that, I want to talk quickly about uh, uh, there was a Three Rivers Golf Tour event last Saturday at River Bend. I think it was the Exquisite Energy Battle at the Bend. Uh, Dave Belleville played, was in the field. Dave, how'd it go out there? Um, tough conditions. What was the course like? Uh, give me uh- all the give me all the info.
1: Well, the course was set up great. Um, The greens were a little slower than they had been. I guess uh, Tommy's uh, roller that he rolls all the greens with is broke. So they were a little slower, but they rolled great. Uh, Course was in very good condition. No complaints. Very nice day. 74, 75 degrees. I got no excuse. I just gagged it. But uh, Marquardt, Ryan Marquardt played really well. Shot 71. Uh, He won the... Gross, and I know I saw who won the net, but honestly, it's escaping me at the moment.
0: Yeah, I'll find that info out. Um, yeah, Mark, my apologies.
1: Um, no, you're good. Mark
0: Hort is a is a member there, so that's that's clearly not a, not a shock. And he's been playing some really good golf this year. Uh, he Matt D- really has. Matt Daly was the the net division winner with a with yeah. the net 73. So yeah. um, congrats to both of those guys. Um, I think there's, I think the next events in, in August, at, is it at Eagle Glen, if I'm not mistaken?
1: I believe that is correct. And then there's one, I think early September at Stonehenge, if I remember right, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, some good events coming up. We'll talk about those as they get closer. Um, John Deere classic. Um, It happened over the weekends. I don't know how much interest uh, it drew, uh, besides the people that maybe had money on it. Uh, Unfortunately, I had um, I had the experience of the Luke List roller coaster, like I have about once or twice a year. Um, (laughs) You know, I get my hopes up for him. I have money on him, and uh, he ultimately. He ultimately will just tease you and let you down because he makes a critical mistake on the back nine, or he misses a couple five footers, and and I had both of that. Um, so that that was that was about the only guy I had significant interest in, um, Johnny or Dave. Did you see much of the John Deere? Yeah, I,
2: I watched uh, most of it on the weekend. There, um, it's it, it's a good golf course. Um, it's a this is it's a tough spot though. Um, on the schedule, you know, right before the open championship. And I know they do things. I think they, they, I'm sure they still charter that flight Sunday night over to, uh, um, the United kingdom to get guys who are playing in the event over there. Um, you know, instead of having them having to, to book a, a last minute flight, but, uh, you know, the field is always kind of average. You get some good golf though, because it's the last chance for you know, a lot of players to end up uh, uh, making the event, uh, the open championship. So, and and generally they take an extra two or three guys um, as last minute qualifiers to get over there. So um, yeah, like you said, you had said uh, Luke bliss really played well on, on Friday, uh, ended up having the lead uh, hit the ball great. Like he, like he typically does and, and became an average putter, but uh, you know, as, as so the story, unfortunately, has gone with him is, is he is a below average putter. He often loses strokes in the field. And, and what's interesting about him, and you've kind of kind of be a you know, really hardcore golf fan to, to, you know, to, have, to follow him over the years. But he's one of those guys that uh, all he has to do is be an average putter, and he would probably be a top 50 player on tour. So he struggled there, um, on the weekend. Uh, it was a pretty, uh, pretty bunched up field. I think, I think when they started the final round, it was 21 guys within just a few shots of the lead there. So from a betting aspect, that is so hard to, uh, to, to find value on the weekends because a couple, you know, a couple bad holes really here and there is is all that you need to, to lose a golf tournament, a couple good holes, uh, is what you need to win. And, and we, I think we saw a case in point was Lucas Glover, um, who was just kind of hanging in there and went out, what he sh- shoot like 30 on the back nine uh, of, of that event there to pull away by a couple of shots. You know, he was kind of just lurking for a while and uh, um, made a, made a bunch of birdies in a row and, and finished uh, a couple ahead in the field. Um, while you know, the, 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 leader still had two, three, four holes to go. So It's just kind of how uh, how that that event goes. Hard to bet. Hard to uh, hard to you know find a winner
0: pre tournament and even
1: during tournament. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Phil.
0: No, no. I was just going to ask you your thoughts, Dave, and and uh, thoughts on Glover or anything else yeah, on, the, on the It's tier.
1: actually kind of funny. You were talking about Luke being a less than average putter. That's kind of been the knock on Lucas Glover for the last quite a few years, too. He, uh, I would be shocked yeah. if he was in the top 50 in that tournament for strokes gained putting. Um, but I looked at his ball striking and everything else, and he's just amazingly good at it. So, um, yeah, he ran off four straight birdies there mm-hmm. on the back nine and kind of just took over on it. So... Um, you know, the, the exciting thing to me about that tournament, I did get to watch quite a bit of it this weekend, but it kind of like Johnny said, it's hard to bet, but at one point on Sunday, I think, like he said, there were 17 or 18 guys within two shots of the lead. And I think during the day on Sunday, there were seven or eight guys that at least shared a part of the lead at some point during the day. So from that standpoint, it isn't a very exciting tournament. Uh, some of it's a, it would be what I would consider journeyman guys, you know, that are there, not your yeah. big names, but a lot of excitement. A lot of guys may be either trying to get their first win or haven't won in a while, such as Lucas has been 10 years. Yeah. Um, so that part of it makes it very exciting. And I'm sure you guys probably read Johnny, you mentioned that, uh, uh, basically the shuttle that they run straight from there over to the British open. You guys saw Zach Johnson tested positive for COVID before he got on that flight and had to withdraw, right?
0: hmm yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple of takes about the deer. Um, so yeah, first of all, Glover with his fourth career win, uh, first in 10 years, uh, Congaree ambassador, Lucas. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. uh, <laughs> and you're right, Dave, amazing ball striker and, and, and been one of the worst putters on tour uh, for, for the last few years. And yeah. um, I forget who tweeted it yesterday. Oh, I think it was the guys from no laying up, but they talked about, imagine that many starts uh, over 200 starts since your last win um, being that good of a player Tita to green. And just being that below average or just poor with the putter to let you down for that long, but still stick with it and, and finally get it done. Uh, it's got to be a huge reward for him. I'm sure his wife um, is happy um, about his performance um, yesterday. I had to throw that in. you know, the, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody
1: has to throw that
0: in. <laughs> um, I'm sure she's finally, she's finally pleased with the putter. So good for job, this, Lucas. For this week. <laughs> um so my take on the deer is and i agree with johnny i, I think it's a really good golf course actually i think there's some yeah. really good holes down the stretch there's a driveable par four and 14 uh 17 is a good hole. There's some tough holes 15 and 18 i like the mix of of, of tough and and scoreable holes i i'm kind of in in the, in the mindset of like you know with the Zurich classic what they did with you know making it a team event and um just separating it as something different on tour i almost feel like the john deere needs to do something and i don't know what it is but you know you're an entertainment product it's a really tough spot in the schedule with you know the week before the open traditionally um, a lot of the top guys you know especially now you know we used to see Speeth do this you know play this event and, and no longer he'll probably never come back uh it's it's looking that way um but I, I don't and I don't know what the answer is to some of these events that just sort of fall through the cracks and, and just exist. And really, besides hardcore golf fans like us or people that have money invested, it's it, it can be a tough watch. You know, some people are just aren't that interested in watching Lucas Glover out Ryan Moore and Luke Liss like we are. Um, but and, and so I don't know if it's stable for scoring. I don't you know, I don't know if it's how, how fun would a two man scramble be, uh, on tour? I mean, if you're just thinking from an entertainment perspective, I would love to see something like that. Um, and some of these events really separate themselves and and make it different than, um, some of the other second rate events on tour. That's just, that's just the thought I had yesterday while I was watching this. Um, both of you mentioned how hard this was to bet. Um, really funny to me. Johnny and I were texting yesterday morning about who to, who to lie bet. And, you know, I said, I really like Maverick McNeely. I feel like this is going to be the one. He went out and made 18 straight pars. I <laughs> saw that.
1: That is crazy.
0: <laughs> I, I think I put, put the curse of death on him. Yep. That's I mean, that's hard to do anywhere. Um, yeah. So I, I got a kick out of that. Um, big thing during, during the coverage, obviously, the Scottish Open, which was – you know, much better field, just much better event, you know, a prep for the open this week, um, you know, it comes on golf channel. There's, there's a rain delay. and We get to a playoff with, um, you know, with Lee Fitzpatrick and Dietrich and, and then all of a sudden the coverage sort of, it, it, it sort of mixes together. They're doing split screen. They're showing uh, Sebastian Munoz on the, on the range, um, what was your guys' take on on the on Golf Channel? How they handled that? Um, should they just should have should they have stuck with the Scottish Open? In theory, or I, I kind of didn't mind the split screen myself. I, I thought they did a uh, I thought they
2: did an okay job. I mean, there was a lot of complaints on on Twitter from. You know, I think there's no-laying-up guys, especially, that we're, were getting on their case about that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're, obviously they're doing it because of contracts and, you know, they've got to show certain, you know, hours and minutes of coverage. But I didn't think it was actually that bad, like you said. I mean, they were showing every shot of the Scottish Open and they would go over to the, uh, the you know, the early coverage of the John Deere. Um, I, I didn't mind it because, like I said, it was just – it even felt like it was maybe just a little bit more golf – um that's kind of a tough situation there because i mean pga tour is your big product there but your premier event is the scottish open that that week so you're kind of in a bind as a network there where you've got to show the pga tour coverage but then again you know you've got uh you got the the one event that you want to show and that makes it a little bit more difficult there so i was fine with it i I know some people had some issues with it but it's just
1: one of those things that just i think they managed pretty good on that as best they could yeah, that, that's kind of what I was thinking, Johnny. I Basically the exact same thing. They're contracted for so many hours and all that. And, I mean, they obviously can't dictate what goes on with the weather, but I thought it was really nice to be able to watch the playoff from the Scottish Open basically at the same time. Yeah, it was split screen, but, you know, you, you knew that the the John Deere still had hours yet to go, whereas this other was in a playoff. So I I really thought they did a pretty good job with what they had to do with it.
0: The uh, sometimes I think NBC has too much. There's too much golf they have to work through in a weekend. I mean, if you think about the, you know, uh, the feed for the Scottish Open, the, the John Deere, uh, the senior U.S. Open, the the women's event. And then I think even the uh, the Tahoe event, too, if, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the celebrity That's, event.
1: Yeah, they were yeah, showing I that,
0: mean, too. Which I know, you know, they obviously it's, it's a good source of of money for them that that particular event but that's a lot of golf to have to navigate through in a weekend and um i don't know but uh scottish open i thought was from what i saw was really good i I saw a little bit every morning and um minwoo lee i don't know a lot about him uh 22 year old australian but dude's got a perfect golf swing and uh i was really impressed with uh you know really Stepping up the last few holes and getting to the playoff, and then making burning the first playoff hole, um, you know, beating guys like Fitzpatrick and and Dietrich, who is the American, or I'm sorry, the Euro Tony Finau, um, and 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 outlasting other guys like Rom and Poulter and, and Thomas. I mean, this was a really really good field. Um, I know his sister plays in the LPGA tour. I haven't really seen much of him otherwise, but it seems like a guy that's got a it's got a good future ahead of him.
2: Yeah. I was, uh,
0: I didn't watch too much of it over the weekend.
2: I watched the playoff uh, a little bit leading up to it and everything, but yeah, that golf swing though. I mean, that is just smooth there. And, uh, um, he played pretty solid down the stretch despite the rain and, and, uh, just nobody could really, you know, I guess n- not nobody, but the, the, the big guns there with like Thomas and Rom and, you know, even Ryan, uh, Ryan Palmer there, they just, they couldn't finish up to get to that 18 under number. And, uh, and, and Lee hit a real good shot in there on the, on the playoff hole and was about 18 foot or something like that, just buried it at a center cut and um, pretty impressive win. That's, that's, it's, a good field. Like we were saying, a good, good, good event to win there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I expect to see him, you know, going forward here as uh, probably you know, we'll probably see him in America here pretty soon and. And uh, you know, I could see like he comes over, like some of the others, like the, like the South Korean players, and and has some success over here. Uh,
0: Dave uh, John Rahm, I, I thought from what I saw, he, he very easily could have won this event with with. I mean, he had a pretty much a cold putter all weekend. Um, and going back to the Memorial, I mean, realistically, he could have won his last three starts. Um, uh, we'll talk about it in a second with 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 Rom being the heavy favorite this week, but uh, John Rom seems to really be coming into his his own, and, and kind of this seems to be maybe his summer where he starts to really legitimize being maybe the best player in the world.
1: Yeah, it's actually I find it a little ironic. Did you guys know he lost his number one position by finishing outside the top six, which makes absolutely zero sense to me. Mm-hmm. um based on the way he's played over the last 3 months somehow DJ passes him back i i i don't totally understand that but without uh, even playing i know exactly but yeah i mean you know and i was t- watching and listening a little bit as far as you're talking about his putter obviously i've never played on the other side of the of the continent so i don't know what it is or the difference but from everything i've heard and read putting over there is a lot different. The greens are a lot slower than they are for a general PGA tour event. Um, and obviously the slopes and the valleys and all that, you know, that big difference. So it may have been honestly, just John kind of getting more used to that type of putting. I don't know because you know, as well as I do, whether it was the Memorial or even the following week, his putters quite fine. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, the whole group, I, I'll be honest with you, my biggest, m- most person I was impressed with was Ryan Palmer. Um, you know, he's not generally a, a Lynx-type player, but I've seen a decent amount of him over the weekend, and, and he played really well. I was impressed. My God. That's
0: my he's a good guy. player. He,
1: he is a good yeah. player. Well, yeah. Tex- he was in our Texas conversation a few weeks ago, if I remember <laughs> right.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> He was playing a lot better at that time. Unfortunately, he was. He was. He's kind of. He's he's slowed down a little bit. But hey, maybe, maybe good play at the Scottish. You can you can continue the momentum and good good play will give you confidence and maybe we'll carry that over this week. Um, Yeah. Uh. So the Open Championship, guys. For me, um, I think it's. And I don't know if you agree, disagree. It's my favorite viewing experience as far as major championships go. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily the best major. Um, I, you know, the Masters, there's obviously something special there uh, with golf course, just the, 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 you know, the signal of spring and, and everything that goes along with a tournament being um, at that golf course. The U.S. Open may be the toughest test in golf. PGA is just kind of whatever they're trying to figure out their identity but the open to me is just the most enjoyable viewing experience I, I really love getting up at 4 430 on a Thursday morning Friday morning and and getting some coffee and just chilling out and watching three or four hours of golf before I have to go to work um, and, and there's just something soothing about the sounds and and you know the 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 you know, the the crowd over there. I don't know what it is. Is it just me or you guys, you guys on the same page here? No, no, I I agree. I agree. Totally.
2: I mean, I I've got my alarms already set up um, for 4am for Thursday and Friday. And, and it is, it's just, it's, it's, they're fantastic fans. I mean, they're knowledgeable about golf. They're appreciative of what type of golf that it is now what i if i had the choice of watching a masters or an open championship you know, i probably would you know i'm gonna pick augusta but i mean looking at uh you know just just the whole thing that this that the open championship is you know being the oldest major that there is and and it's just it's always got that consistent type of uh of feel to it you know it's the it's the, the rough weather. It's the, the 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 rolling terrain of the seaside links, to the golf courses. It's the fans. It's the, the you know the, uh, the the English way of of uh, of culture over there. Which you know when they have the, the crowd shots of them doing their thing over there. It's the cold weather in the summer. It, it, it's definitely fun. It's it's a fun event to watch. A hard event. The handicap, which we'll get into, but definitely I I I love it. I mean, it's just one of the best weeks of the year.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you as well, Phil. Um and Johnny, I I agree. And the Masters, I think, is always gonna be my number one. Like, like you said, hey, it's uh start of spring, uh, the tradition. Thank goodness I've been able to be there once. I mean, so just having been there, it just gives it even more uh, I don't know, just prestige, I guess, to me. But here's here's a couple of things that, that I like a lot about the British Open slash, excuse me, the Open. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I was ready to attack you. And that's all right. It is in the morning, which is is totally different for us over here in general. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, and the other two things to me that, that really separated is the U.S. Open is generally a bloodbath. I mean, it's just really whoever can survive ends up becoming the winner. Um, And the PGA championship every year usually has the toughest field top to bottom, even with all the club pros in it. But it's just for whatever reason, it just doesn't have the sparkle of the others. Um, But to me, the biggest thing about the open is the different type of golf. I mean, over here, and I heard this said earlier today, it's, it's, it's air. Everything is in the air over here. It's air from the T it's air to the green. That, that's it. Everything's in the air. Whereas over there, there's a lot of golf played on the ground and it's just, it's just different. And and I think that's what really makes it really special for me because you get it once a year. I mean, that's it. Every other tournament over here. Okay. Yeah. It's a different course, different you know, everything, but it's still in the air. They're flying everything to the green and what have you. But this, this is always just different. I
0: think that's a great point. It, the uniqueness that it, it provides, you know, this one week a year is it's, um, it's so different that it's, that's, I think that's part of the fun, makes it exciting. Uh, you'll see different kinds of bounces that you would never normally see. Um, you might see sideways rain, but, um, you know, you'll see it all potentially this week, um, and and I think that's the fun part of, of the Open. is It's 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 just so unique to, um, you know, the major championships. Um, Royal St George's this week, guys. Um, uh, I before we before we start recording, I, I mentioned how it, it seems to be one of the least popular courses in in, in the Open, Rota um, compared to some of the others. Um, you know, we've had. The last two winners, been Curtis in 2003 and Derek Clark in 2011. Um, the course isn't, isn't particularly long at 7,200 yards, just over 7,200 yards. Um, we got the bent fescue blend of grains that Dave was kind of talking about earlier that can that can be a challenge to put, but they're generally a little bit slower. Um, but everything that I've looked at with this golf course is if, if you get into um, – Fairway bunkers or greenside bunkers, you you're you're kind of done, Um, especially fairway bunkers. It's it's almost as bad as hitting an OB, Um, and I think I saw Curtis and Clark only hit each hit four bunkers for the week total, Um, so accuracy off the tee seems to be a big deal. Not necessarily bombing it, Um, but it seems like if you if you hit if you hit straight balls, you can really get into a lot of trouble here off the tee. And then, uh, just avoiding the bunker seems to be the big deal to me. And then, uh, everything also that I looked at indicates someone that can really be creative around the greens, um, you know, good chipper, uh, can really get the ball up and down, um, and save par, I, I would expect the scores to be anywhere from five to nine under. That's kind of my thought, um, with what the wins look like. I think there's supposed to be some decent wins on day one, um, Anything else you guys have seen with the golf course, or, or could add to that, that could that could help kind of describe what kind of player might succeed succeed here? Um, yeah. So what I've
2: uh, what I've recalled for the golf course, what I've I've heard because it the golf course isn't talked about too much until you know, they have the Open Championship coming up. It's it's kind of a quirky uh, golf course, is what a lot of them have said um, throughout the entire history of the golf course. Um, it's, it's like, it's one of these things that some of the holes are good. Some of them are just a little bit questionable and, and that's going to get in the head of, I think it's some of these guys here and none of the holes really run parallel to each other. They're all kind of all in different directions, which is going to make it really interesting when, when this wind blows because when, when you play around a golf in windy conditions, you know, it's going to blow one way. So, you know, the holes are either going to be downwind, into the wind, crosswind left or right. But because they all kind of face slightly different directions, there's, there's going to be a, a, a the huge challenge of determining exact angles of the wind. So I think that's what makes it uh, really interesting there because without, as difficult, like you said, as the bunkers are, it, it, there's a huge premium on being able to control your ball, uh, control your ball flight, um, you know, being able to hit it low and, and, and high and everything like that. So yeah, I, I think something's going to be in that five, six, seven under range probably as the winter. It's supposed to be pretty warm come the weekend. I think they're predicting mid mid seventies, but wind. And then uh, it's been raining there quite a bit here early this week. And I think they're expected to have rain through, uh, through the end of the week. Um, with a little bit nicer on the weekend and so it, it's it's going to be a challenge because of that wind finding a guy who's going to be focused for for four straight days um, you know and, and really wants to to work his ball and and uh, um, you know control it keep it on the ground like Dave said and and like you said make make some putts they're slower greens they're they're very very atypical to what you see on the PGA Tour they're more of what you'd see like if you just went to a local municipal golf course here, which would probably be Poana, but where they'd be a little bit slower, they're flatter because they don't want the balls rolling off the greens like that. So it'll be interesting to see how, uh, uh, you know, who can end up contending here because you know there's a lot of different types of, of shots and, and a, and a certain mentality that you need to uh, to be successful here.
1: What else Dave? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh... I've heard bits and pieces of talk over the last few years about either adding or subtracting from the ROTA. Um, my, my my thought would be basically kind of what you guys said if there were to one that dropped it would probably be this one what they would go to who knows but I mean it's been in the ROTA so long now that I, I think uh, the RNA is just kind of setting their ways and this is what we're going to do and there you go but I, I do think kind of like Johnny said it's of, of the entire ROTA it's probably the least favorite of, of most of the guys yeah. but They all also know and understand that it's like you said, too, Phil, you got to control your golf ball and you got to control your emotions and you got to control everything with all that wind and the rain and whatever you have and do it for four days. So I, I, I think that's what makes it so hard to bet this one, too, because it's such a different brand of golf and there's so many different elements that go into it. Um, but that, I also think that's what makes it so interesting. So.
0: Well, let's get to the odds and, and talk about who we like to potentially, uh, win this tournament or, or contend. Um, as we talked about John Rom, clear favorite plus 700, he's playing unbelievable. Um, and like I said, with, with, without the COVID situation at the Memorial and maybe a few more putts falling over the weekend at the Scottish, he might be coming into this with three wins in a row as it is. He, he wins the U S open and he plays well at the Scottish and he is the favorite at plus 700. Um, I, the next guy, I, I didn't really think about it, but I'm like, Oh yeah, makes sense why he would be where he's at. Um, Jordan Spieth, He is coming in, um, uh, Next on the board, um, and of course, my odds on my phone just dropped. I think I showed them at fourteen hundred. Fourteen
2: hundred,
0: yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Um, and and we'll talk about Spieth, I'm sure, in a second. Um, after that, I show Xander, uh, DJ, and Brooks, and Rory, Rory, and Brooks. Yeah, help me out since since my phone. Yeah, DJ, Xander,
2: Rory, Brooks, all at plus
0: eighteen hundred. And then um, give us give us up uh, under three thousand there, Johnny. We've got uh, uh, Justin Thomas uh,
2: at twenty to one, Louis Hazen twenty five to one, as well as Morikawa. And then uh, we've got a group of at thirty to one of Bryson, Victor, Hovland, Paul, or that's in at 30, 30 to one and better.
0: Okay, uh, Dave. Any any surprises there at the top as far? from from uh, on, on the board of uh, anyone that's a little high you think or a little low yeah,
1: I mean i I was a little surprised okay that's not right I was a lot surprised that spieth was that high up to be honest with you I know he's played well uh, the last three four months. I'm not sure I'm ready to throw him up there with the uh, the heavy favorites. Um, with like we've talked about so many different variables that go on for an open championship. So don't get me wrong, I love the guy. I hope he does great. Um, but I, yeah, I was very surprised by that one. The rest of them in general, No, I think I think they're uh, they're right there. Um, Johnny,
0: of of those top guys. How are how are you differentiating who you might like over another guy? I mean, a lot of those names are, of course, the best names in the sport. Um, some are major winners, some are not. Um, what are you looking at specifically to you know differentiate a, a DJ versus a Xander versus a Rory? Well, I mean, you know, these numbers, which are all actually, I think, pretty good.
2: I mean, eighteen to they one are. for for a top top ten player in the world. That's that's pretty solid, and it just goes to show you how how, you know, difficult this golf course is or difficult this championship is to win, um, you know, with all these factors here. So we've really got to look at, you know, I just think guys, you think can close it out. I mean, it's, you know, I I, I see a guy and I'll I'll point him out. We all know it is, you know, Xander Shoffley, who's a real good player. He played really good at the Scottish Open here, but at at 18 to one, does he have the same chance as Brooks Kepka, who, you know, it seems to be the modern day, uh, you know, post Tiger uh, closer in this game. So it's like, you know, we got to look at that because these are, these are pretty serious numbers here that are real good. And we you've got to get guys that you can feel comfortable on Sunday when you, you know, you wake up and watch this event that, uh, that, that they, they can actually, you know, they got a pretty good chance of closing it out. And, you know, a lot of them are, I think pretty fairly marked. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see kind of as the week goes on here, if the, if the numbers move and you know, if, if not is, is who I feel and who we all feel are real comfortable with at that under 20 to one number.
0: I always have a hard time with Xander Um, being, being the usual, usually, you know, he's third, fourth, uh, on the board, and that's where he's at right now. Um, he, it's been a long time since he's won. Period. I, I think at the end of 2018 is what we're talking about. Um, his last win, and 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 I get his major record is great, but I mean, if you if you're talking about placing a win bet, uh, I just don't have a lot of faith. Right now, um, and, and it, it could be hard. You could say that for a couple of those guys up there. I mean, if you don't have a lot of faith in Dustin Johnson right now, I can't totally blame you. Um, he has not played well. I think his last top ten was Riviera um, in February, so that's wow. that's that's kind of a tough scene for DJ. Um, I don't think his play has been terrible. He's making cuts, And you know, but he's he's not been totally in the mix. I guess he was in the mix, Congaree, but. Um, Rory, I mean, besides the win at Quail Hollow, it hasn't been great for him for a while. Although I do want to talk about his open record. I mean, it's been low key awesome since 2014. He had a win, obviously, in 14 and 15, he was out with injury, but then in 16, fifth, um, then a fourth, a second, and then, of course, the disaster at Port Rush eh, where he, you know, basically He's lost the tournament. The, yeah, tw- the first 20 minutes, uh, was 20 minutes of bad golf there. And he probably is going to contend, you know, in that event there, but yeah, real good <laughs> record. Exactly. So four top fives in the last six years, one was just a, a, a non-start and then the other was Portrush. So Rory has an interesting record, but his form is, is, you know, to be questioned, I, I guess the two guys I want to point out and Dave, I'll, I'll get your take on this. Shouldn't, Basically every major going forward, you shouldn't Brooks, Kepka, and Louis Oosthuizen just be the two automatic bets. Those guys seem to elevate their games for majors like no other players right now.
1: Yeah, I I would totally agree with that. I I would bet you if you went back over the last five years, maybe even slightly more, but it looked at every major tournament, top twenty guys you're going to see those two names almost every single major, no matter what. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, that that would make a ton of, that would make more sense to me than Spieth being up that high, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, they both, they, it doesn't, again, and it doesn't matter whether the type of golf, you know, whether it's super long or super tight, because, I mean, even in a U.S. Open, Kepka hits it, you know, long as anybody, but he still fares well in the in the U.S. Open. So, yeah, I, I'll be, I, that's one I'm actually very interested to see this week um, because, like Johnny said, there's supposed to be so much wind, uh, potential rain, and what have you. I'll, I'll be very interested to see how he handles things this week.
0: Uh, I, Dave, I want to I want to go to battle with you on Spieth. Uh, Fair enough. Um, yeah, I I, th- I think he's been the second best player in the world in 2021 behind Rahm. Um, his play has been consistently. I mean, weeks. Go ahead, I'm listening. Almost, almost week to week, he's been there since since Phoenix in in February. Um, he's won. He contended at the Masters. Um, yeah, he didn't contend at the U.S. Open, the PGA, but those weren't really great setups. I think this is a great setup for Spieth. If he can get the ball in play off the tee, his approach game this season has been top ten. We know what he can do around the green and strokes gained, just like magic. At the open, he's got it. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, this is this just feels like a perfect setup for Speed. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, let me first of all let me say I am a huge Jordan Speed fan, so <laughs> I'm I'm not dogging him at all. I love the guy. I don't totally disagree with you saying potentially the second best player this year. I, I let me put it this way. I'd say he's definitely higher than DJ for the year. I mean, yeah, um, yeah you can't argue that. But my, my biggest thing with Jordan right now, the, the tournaments that he had a chance to win and didn't, what, what was his biggest issue? Do you know? Hmm. Getting the ball in play off the tee. Yeah. And that that's what concerns me here. If, if he drives it well, you know what? Yeah, he's going to be right there, I guarantee you, because he's a great ball striker. He's a great short game guy. He's back to a very, very good putter. Um, so yeah, if he drives it, well, you are totally right. He's going to be right there. I'm just still not sold yet that he's there from the driving standpoint. So
0: fair enough. And, and, and we, we already talked about it in the course description. This is, you can get into trouble off the tee. I mean, you can, if you're not driving it well, that, that could end your yep. tournament. Um, yep. Uh, right away. Uh, Johnny, any, anyone else you want to discuss under the plus 3000 mark? Under the plus 3,000? Yep. Um, yeah, one guy who
2: uh, caught your eye as well. So I think this is a guy that you want to discuss. Uh, Justin Thomas play didn't play great, but played really good at the Scottish Open um, and finished a 15-under par. So, I mean, he was three shots off from a playoff there. Um, like we've talked about, I think, on the show before that uh, – you know, he kind of goes in stages here when he uh, when you can kind of tell he's getting getting hot there um, you know the putting is the one thing with him that seems to be the, uh, the thing that's holding him back but I, I think he's always going to be a slow greens putter guy who puts better when the greens are like that. I, I don't know if it's just whether he feels like he's got to be more aggressive or, or whatever but I think he rolled the ball pretty well. I didn't see his numbers um, from the Scottish Open, but um, I, I got to imagine they were, they were pretty good there um, on the green. So, you know, we've always talked as well about uh, when these guys, when these superstar guys start hitting these bigger numbers here, it's it, it's almost, you know, it's, it's really kind of baiting you to, to take these bets here. And and I think there is some, some promise with him. As far as uh, um, you know, having him him having a chance here and seeing him at twenty to one, he's got me got me
0: intrigued.
2: I mean, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, and and I, I saw enough last week to, to see that there was some progress in his game. It, it, it's besides the players' win, he's he's not been great and and in this calendar year at least. And um, we know what he can do with the irons. We know what he can do uh, around the green as well. I think it underrated, uh, you know, chipper and and just short game overall, but he can be really erratic off the tee. And we know that he can really struggle with the putter. Uh, The putter has been the main issue. Um, But I I think some of these greens, and we talked about it last week in the Scottish discussion, I think it can kind of negate some of the Uh, the bad putter vibes, uh, slower greens. And um, I don't know. I just feel like JT's he's, he's at that point in his career where a second major is going to mean a lot. I think maybe Rom going on a run might motivate him. Um, You know, JT, he seems to be like an alpha and uh, he wants to be the best guy in the room. And uh, he's going to have to step it up and win a second major suit if we want to have him in that conversation. So I do like JT this week as well. Um, I want to move down the board a little bit uh, to the, to the, the 3,000 mark and, and above. Um, so Bryson, Hovland, Casey, Hatton, and, and Cantley are all around 3,000, 3,300. Pat Reed at 4,000. Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, uh, the defending champion, Lowry, at 4,000. And then Fina, Westwood, and Berger at 4,500. Uh, Dave, I want to talk about Bryson. Um, this is really interesting to me. So in November, for the November Masters, he was, I think, plus eight hundred to win the Masters, and now we're looking at him at plus three thousand. Just four majors later, Um, are you getting? Is this a real bargain on Bryson, or was Tim Tucker worth that much to him?
1: Um. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I would say yes to either of those. Um, he doesn't have a real good history uh, at the Open the last few years. Um, and yes, he hits it a mile, but can he control his golf ball? And that's the one thing we were talking about before. It, it's going to take more this week than just being able to hit it a long way. I've not been impressed with him over the last three months. I know he's got a win this year at least, but. Uh, i I'm, I'm not sold on on the whole bryson uh you know style of golf so yeah. it, it is you know is it a value i guess that depends on how you want to look at it i don't have him on my board at all um but i mean honestly it, it wouldn't be worth it wouldn't be bad for a few bucks at least you never know um but yeah he just I, I don't know. It's it's not just a caddy issue. Whatever that whole situation was, he's got some issues going on right now. I, and I don't. I mean, I obviously don't know what they what all they are, but he uh, he's just not been playing that great this year. So I I, I didn't even, like I said I didn't put him on my board. Hmm.
0: Now I I agree with both, both with what you're saying most of it at least. Um, he's he's just in general struggled with uh, his irons this year um, approaching the greens, like at the rocket mortgage, he lost almost four shots of approach Yeah, uh, ar- around the green. I don't really trust him compared to some of these top elite guys around the green, like Thomas, you know, Pat Reed, Jordan speed. I just, I just think he's a clear notch below um, that would be the drawback there now. However, with nine holes to go at the U S open, he looked like he was going to win. uh not that long ago. Uh, Johnny, where do you come in on Bryson? Are you fading him or are you thinking this is a hell of a bargain?
2: That's a hard question that, to, to just answer straight up there because Bryson's game does not, he, he doesn't, he doesn't play the creative golf. He, he is your prototypical PGA tour guy that, those types of golf courses are suit him well. Now I will say, I didn't think he had a chance at, uh, at winged um, And obviously he just, he just destroyed the field with the type of golf that he played. There's nothing here that, that gives me any kind of, any kind of good feels that he's going to play well at this event um, consistently. But the, the, I mean, he's smart enough that he might be able to, 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 you know, to come up with a way like Dave said, is he worth a real small bet? Possibly. I mean, you're never going to see him again at plus 3000 to win a major championship. So it's like, well, yes, but he, I think he's kind of fairly priced with everything that's going on with, uh, uh, you know, with the caddy situation with his recent play and with how the style of golf course, that really doesn't fit him. So, you know, one thing that he he's struggled with here lately is, uh, you know, is is the wedge game. Um, I you know I think there's going to be a lot of that on this golf course here. I, I don't. I mean, I could see him contending. I, it's just it's really hard to see him winning an event though. So, uh, winning this event so. I'll probably bet him because of the number, but I won't. I definitely won't break the bank with him because, I mean, realistically, I think he's pretty fairly priced. But I, I just, I just don't want to feel like I'm going to lose out
0: on a, a plus three thousand on a top ten player in the world. Yeah. So you 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 answered that one down the middle. You kind of played it down the middle yeah. the there, which, uh, Dave. Anyone in that range that we talked about in the plus three to 4, 1000
1: to 5000 range that that you have uh circled this week. I do. Um and I was going to kind of mention it. The first one is uh Victor Hovland at uh plus 3000. I mean, you know, he's basically the same as Deschambeau and if I got to make a choice between those those two, Victor Hovland may not be as long as Deschambeau, but I am pretty sure he's in the top 10 in strokes gain driving for the year um his short game is amazing he can putt it uh I think you were talking about you know JT being an alpha I think Victor Hovland is an alpha um Colin Morikawa's already got a major I think he sees some of those younger guys already being successful doing that uh I I think that's a very good bet this week to be honest with you and then also Tommy Fleetwood um, again, another great driver of the golf ball. So, if he can make a few putts, I really think he can contend.
0: Yeah. And if, if he can overcome whatever Nike's going to. Uh, oh, know, but please don't make have him the wear oversized sweater. <laughs> they're going to make him. Yeah, he's good. Uh, I, I feel like over under on, on the sweaters or whatever those are is, is at oh, least one, yeah. and a, one and a half for the week. Six uh, months ago, Nike's probably sitting in,
2: in headquarters in Oregon. Like, how are we going to make him look? Just ridiculous for the open championship.
1: <laughs> hey, can we do a side bet between the three of us? Will anybody wear a hoodie while they play this week? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like Hatton Hatton will wear one for sure, right? Right. Uh, um, Johnny, what about you? I have someone I love this week in this range, like my favorite bet of the week. I bet you can. Be- I'll, I'll give, I'll give two.
2: Um, uh, Pat Reed uh, with the short game. Um, um, I, I just, I don't know if he's going to be able to drive the ball well enough. And you know, the fact that he just hits that consistent draw all the time, but maybe he can work that to his advantage because he'll, he tends to hit the ball a little bit lower, but that short game. I mean, it's just the, like we had talked about, this is a type of uh, you need, you know, strokes gain around the green and he's, he's probably got, you know, easily one of the top five best short games in the world right now. So mm-hmm. You know, I'll give a uh, give a guy who can make a putt or get up and down here a chance, and at forty to one, that's pretty good. And then I don't know if I would like him to win, but I think Shane Lowry's going to have a good week. Um, you know, he's the still the defending champion from two years ago, um, but uh, you know, it was a big time big time thing for him, and I think he's gotten over the you know, given him two years to kind of celebrate and process the win as uh, as the Open champion. I don't think he's going to have that typical hangover stuff that, that a defending champion would normally have. So um, I, I don't think he'll go back to back, but I mean, you could get him at plus 400 um, on a top 10 bet. That's something like that um, to finish pretty high is, is one that I've uh, I'm definitely
0: going to be targeting. Yeah. Lowry's been playing really good uh, the last couple months, actually. I, I, I think she- Top twenty is, is completely reasonable. Maybe in the top ten for him. Um, yeah, Johnny, you, you you took you took the guy that that I love this week. at, at His number it's Reed at f- uh, plus four thousand. I, I I'm not saying this is a perfect setup because he's not necessarily the straightest, not the longest, and you know sometimes his iron play is mediocre. But if, if things get really hard out there, and yep. um, you have to, you need a guy that just needs to, you know, tough out a bunch of pars during one of these round where, where it gets really windy. Uh, Pat Reed's my guy. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but I, I, I mean, if right now, if I had like a 12 footer to win a major, he might be my top choice. Uh, uh, maybe him, Rom, Spieth. Those are my guys that I'm talking about, but I just, I don't know. I kind of trust Reed in the majors. Seems like he elevates his game. Um it seems like he, he likes it when things get tough. Um, so he's not not like my favorite guy at all. It sounds like, man, this guy loves Pat Reed. Um, no, I just I mistake from a betting standpoint, it's just a really smart bet this week. Um, and also Westwood at 4500. he's been playing great. And and from a sentimental standpoint, I mean, it would be kind of it would be kind of neat to see Westwood win uh, a major finally um, after Clark won here in eleven, um, and, and Westwood winning this one would be kind of neat. Um, I think he's 48, 49 now. Um, um, he had that really nice run in March, and he kind of resurfaced last week with the Scottish. So um, Westwood, uh, hopefully, he can get in the mix for the weekend. Um, Fifty to one. To let's go down to about seventy. Um, definitely some big names in here. Some some former major winners. We got guys like Adam Scott, Webb Simpson, Justin Rose, uh, Jason Day, Sergio um, Zala Zalatoris, Bobby Mack, Neiman. Um, my favorite from this group, and uh, he kind of surfaced the last two majors <clears throat> at seventy to one. It's a, uh, it's, it's our guy, Christian Bezayden, who, um I think his short games is kind of like, it's not the level of read, but he's, he's sort of a wizard around the greens. He's not long at all off the of tee um, and he's not necessarily straight. So that's sort of an issue in his game. But beyond that, he, kind of has gotten into the last couple majors without them being course fits for him. Um, so I like the number on the who that you know, I don't think he's necessarily going to win, um, but plus, uh, plus 1000 for a top five plus 600 for a top 10. And I know this is sort of the range. We start looking at those numbers as well. Uh, Johnny, anyone in that, in that range that catches your eye?
2: Yeah. Like you said, this is, it's gonna be hard to find a win here and if you're gonna place any win bets go go small with them but i mean the the top five top tens are, are not bad i do like Zayn-Hoot, um quite a bit actually mark leishman always kind of jumps out he seems like he should be a a, a good open championship player because he's such a good win player uh such a good ball striker and I, I think i think these types of greens would would suit suit him pretty well here um He's a guy, Abe Answer as well. uh, Doesn't have a ton of experience in the Open Championship, but um, really likes playing in these events. Good iron player, keeps the ball low. Um, If he can get that putter going, you know, he could, uh, he just, he kind of just grinds out good finishes. And he's a guy who has the perfect kind of mindset. like like you said, Pat Reed's got. Pat Reed doesn't let much bother him and he just kind of goes about his way. I think Abe Answer can do that too, is he gets kind of focused in on on his game. And when he can get on a run here where he's hitting good iron shots, um he's a guy that I like. Also um uh Bob McIntyre uh finished uh I think top twenty last week in the Scottish Open. So you know he's a guy from from uh um from the islands there. So it's just one of those things that I think he could he's he's gonna start finishing higher and higher. I think he's got the game to 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 get in contention. I don't know about a win bet, but I mean ten to one on a on a top five, six to one on a top ten. That's pretty good there.
0: Dave, I saw we lost you for a second. You're back. Uh, Fifty, yeah. the plus five thousand, the plus seven thousand range. You got a, you got a guy or two in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, the only one kind of like Johnny. If you're going to do any win bets there, I'd, I'd keep it small. But Sergio is always got to have a chance. I think, at you know, at even at that high of a level, um, if he can get that putter rolling, he he has a pretty good record at the Open over there. So you never know. A um, couple of my surprise ones, actually, really, is a guy by the name of John Catlin uh, for a top ten. Uh, top ten for him is at sixteen hundred, and then Lucas Herbert, who won, I think, two weeks ago over there. Uh, top ten for him as well, plus twelve hundred. So
0: Herbert is he is playing really good. Uh, I do yeah. like that. I do like that play. Um, yeah. So kind of kind of going on the board is you, you mentioned Herbert in that plus ten thousand range to win. Uh, uh, guy that catches my 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 eye, guys, and I mean, I've, I've laughed at him, made fun of him this year. Um, uh, Ricky Fowler. I mean, he's playing better. Um, he played really well here in 2011. I think Links Golf fits him. He's had a really good Open record. Um, I don't know. You know, funny things happen at these Opens. uh he's at that age now where, um. 32, I think is what he is. Um, you know, he's got, he's, he's going to be a dad soon. He's got that hashtag perspective coming. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying it would be kind of awesome if Fowler would win. I don't expect it, but I kind of don't hate it as well. And then the other guy 8,000, um, I, I was, I, I, I thought of this today. I'm like, okay, Darren Clark was 42 when he won, uh, in 2011, uh, you know, Took him forever to get his first major. So I looked up Ian Poulter because I thought he was 42. He's actually 45. Um, but I kind of love Poulter this week with the course and, and the setup. Uh, is that crazy? No, I don't think so. He, he almost made the playoff uh, of this last week here at the Scottish Open. And he's been playing
2: pretty good golf this year. Um, you know, and it's a it's, uh, it's Ryder Cup year. So he's going to trend generally those years to, to, to play pretty well. Not by any means uh, a closer, you know, judging by the, the, the wins, you know, the lack of wins. But, I mean, if there's a, again, if there's a course that suits him, I, I could see him definitely contending. And, you know, plus 8,000 is is a real good number to bet um, on a guy who's, who's experienced like that. And I, I think that Darren Clark win from years ago, I think that's kind of an underrated aspect here. We I mean, get a guy who, he was basically not spoken for, for a couple years. I mean, he had, I think he had uh, uh, kind of fallen off the face of the earth for a little bit there and had trended back to playing better and just kind of played that, uh, you know, that good solid golf down, down the stretch. So it shows that you don't have to be that, that bomber, that guy who hits it, you know, 350 yards, um, off the tee to to win it at this kind of a golf course here, it's just you know like I said, just managing your ball flight there and and Poulter's one of those seasoned veterans who can who can definitely get around on any golf course. Um, I do like that there. Um, the rest of the range for me, I mean, like I said, uh, in, in that area there, I mean, those are the the ones I kind of looked at. I, I don't love many of those. But I do also want to say something on Fowler there. I wouldn't fade him at all on on any bets this week. Um, I know we've sometimes bet him to miss the cut, but (laughs) I I think he's going to, you know, I think he'll
0: potentially play pretty well. And he is trending in the right direction. Yeah. Dave, I know you mentioned a couple of guys. You mentioned Catlin down the, down the list. Um, so yep. we'll, we'll kind of start expanding it since it gets uh, 100 to 1 and above. Um, anyone else besides those couple guys that you think might be a dark horse, good top 10 bet, anything um, like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I got, I got Marcus Armitage as a top 20 at plus 14. Um, another guy that got his first win, what, three or four weeks ago, made it into the U.S. Open. He's uh, been playing pretty well this year, and he's from that area, so You know, you never know. I want to go back just for a brief second to your Poulter thing. I don't have him on here specifically, but two things. I'm a big fan. He's got a great short game. He, it is a Ryder Cup year, kind of like Johnny said, and he always (laughs) plays big coming, you know, whether it's in the Ryder Cup or getting a lead up to the Ryder Cup or what have you. And, you know, you threw a couple of names out at the beginning of this podcast Um the two winners that nobody really, well, everybody had heard of Darren Clark, but he hadn't done anything up till the time he had won. I would not be shocked to see Poulter win this week. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to, but you fire a 63 in that weather condition last week, he's, he's playing well, you know, so yeah. it would not shock me.
0: Okay. So all three of us really like Poulter this week. Um, I, I thought that might be a possibility. And what's funny guys is I, I, I looked at these odds, not maybe not last week, but two weeks ago, Poulter was at 150 to one, not that long ago. Uh, wow. Now it looks like a really tasty number. Uh, still 80 is a really, really nice number. Um, Going down the board a little bit. Um, we got we got our guy Ryan Palmer at 125 to one. <laughs>
2: um,
0: I don't know, maybe. Um, last week's winner Min Lou Lee at 125. My guy Sam Burns at 125. Um, there are some really nice names here compared to say like the John Deere classic that are over a hundred to one um, that you could, you could make an argument for. I mentioned Martin Keimer in last week's pod. He's 150 to one. He's been playing a lot better. I wouldn't mind him for a top 10 at plus 1200 uh, Guido's down here. Um, Danny Willett, past major winner. Um, Johnny, you know, I I'm obsessed with this range um, probably in an unhealthy level because for top 10, you can get, double digit plus odds, which are, uh, you, you know, 10 to one, 12 to one, that kind of thing. Um, uh, give me an name or two you like in this range for, uh, you know, a dark horse win, or probably more likely a top 10.
2: So I've already bet a couple of these guys here. Actually, I did bet before Martin timer got into the open championship. He was just a late, late add here. Um, real small amount on a win bet, but I'll, I'll bet him on the top 10 as well. Um, I think, his game's, I think his game's starting to trend a little bit. He's a guy who can, I, I think he can control his ball flight um, pretty well. You know, for a former number one in the world player, you know, one major championships, 150 to one's pretty good there. And and I'll, like I said, I'll probably bet him in, in some other capacity there. Um, the only, and the other guy I did bet was, uh, Guido Migliozzi, uh top ten. I, I, I don't think he'll win, but I mean he's coming on the radar of the Ryder Cup team. I mean he he, he played pretty well. What was it the was it the, the U.S. Open?
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: played really really well. So I mean he's he's got a chance that uh, uh, he could be a, a captain's pick for Padraig Harrington. So twelve to one on a top ten. I, I don't know if I'll go with that high, but I mean he seems to seem to be a pretty good player there, and, and those are the two that that really jumped out at me. You've got some good names though, um, you know, with with Woodland, who you know he showed some flashes, but I don't know about any more. You know, Matt Wallace, uh, Burton Viesberger is you know he's played well in these Open Championships, so there is some value here, and getting him at at this good a number here is. It's pretty solid. I'll probably not bet any more of the win bets on these guys because I think these this l- is a little bit too far out of range for me. But I do like the, the top 10 and top 20 bets on on several of these guys here that I mentioned.
0: Just saying, Ben Curtis was 500 to 1 when he won it all all right, three. Right. So you never know. Um, Dave, I really like the Armitage uh, uh, bet there uh, 400 to 1, but he has had some decent form lately. So top 20 seems yep. like a reasonable play.
1: Um yep. uh for me. Well, I think as, and oh, no, sorry, my apologies. Oh. kind of what Johnny was saying though, I think you gotta bet Guido as a top ten just because his name is Guido. Yes. Um uh, I, I think that's yeah. mandatory at that point, but uh he's been playing really well. And another guy that, and, and I know he's a favorite of yours is Ryan Palmer. Um he drives the ball well. He can hit it low. He can control his flight. He's used to playing in the wind in Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. Kind, of, yeah. kind of kind of another, you know, it wouldn't shock me if he played well this week. So that's another good bet. And like you said, Wiesberger has had a great year. So hey, that would that would not be a horrible play either for a top ten.
0: Hey, we make fun of the Texas thing, but I I I was reading what uh, Zelay Torres had to say about this week, and he mentioned you know playing in the winds in Texas has he feels like it's prepared him a little bit for Lynx golf. So, um, yeah, Ryan Palmer, Texas forever. Uh, uh, If we're talking about names, guys, I mean, if if you're going to bet Guido because of his name, then you got to you got to bet Dick Bland at 175
1: to (laughs) one. Fair enough. Fair enough. You just have
0: to. Um, Who did I have circled? Oh. Okay, at 300-1, to Mackenzie um, Hughes. I was really surprised to see him this far down here. Um, he was in the mix in the U.S. Open on Sunday, and he, you know, guy that was in the FedEx Cup the, or the Tour Championship last year, um, he kind of, to me, has a Spiethian-type way about him where you're like, how the hell is he getting this done? He's making all kinds of 30-, 40-footers, you know, uh, you know, just pulling stuff out of his ass. That's that's Mackenzie Hughes to me, uh, plus two thousand for top ten. Uh, to me, I I, I kind of love that. Um, that's probably my final play. And, I, and I, I, I I have I always have to kind of you know stop myself at this low because I'm like, oh wait, I I could see a path of. Uh, John Catlin went in at 250 to one, but I'm like, no, it it can't happen. So that's how I just continually waste my money on some of these things. um, Especially (laughs) with, especially with majors. Um, Okay, guys, give me um, Johnny, give me the guy that is going to win this tournament and give me a top guy that will not win this tournament. Guy that will, guy that will
2: not win this tournament. Is going to be uh, is Louis Osteen. That's like an easy one there. Oh, that's too easy. Uh, <laughs> no guy, guy, okay, guy, guy that's going to win the event is is going to be Patrick Reed at forty to one. He's going to kind of come oh. from the woodworks there. I, I think he's going to grind it out, and I just got a feeling about it here. That's funny. Guy that's not going to win. Not gonna win is John Rom.
0: Mm.
2: The the far and away tournament That's... favorite plus seven hundred. The reason why is just because he won the US Open and it's so hard to win a couple majors in a row. And ballsy. And and I'm betting usually when I, when I do these picks here, it's kind of the opposite. So I might end up betting him just because that just to fade myself. Um, but no, I really, I, I just think uh, uh, if he was at more like plus maybe plus a thousand, where there's a little bit more value on him, I'd probably jump at it. But that, that uh, plus 700 just, it, it kind of scares me off
0: there. All right. I, hey, I respect that for, for picking him not to win. That's uh, like I said, that's, that's courageous uh, Dave give me give me the same uh, two picks yeah. guy, who win, guy who's gonna win and
1: who will, will not win well let's I'll do the not win because I think that's easy DJ he's not winning <laughs> period um, matter of fact I got a bet on him to miss the cut at plus 400 Man. Uh, but <laughs> I, 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 think, I, think, I think Johnny has lost some sleep because um, your winner this week is going to be John Rahm. Ooh. Um I just think he's in such a great place right now, both mentally and physically that I'll, I will be shocked if he doesn't win. I really will. Um, with that said, if he doesn't win, it'll be Victor Hovland. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you love Hovland. Hey, he's got a high. I do. I'm, I'm high on him right now. I, I really am. I, I just think of, of those guys that, are top-notch guys, but really haven't you know broken through yet? Yeah, he's got one win. He actually just got a, a win on the on the European tour what three weeks ago, I think. Um, but I, <laughs> he has everything. I mean, he he's won a lot in previous uh, whether it's college or amateur or whatever. Um, he drives it great. He puts it well. I just he, he's due.
0: I would, I would love it. I love Hovland. I would, uh, he's going to be terrifying in the Ryder Cup for a long time, I
1: think. Yeah, that, that, that might be scary, actually, as yeah. good as he is. Oh, imagine
0: facing Rory and Hovland. Uh, I mean, they just don't miss a shot. Or, or Rahm and Hovland, I mean. that would Rahm be, and Hovland, that's what oof. I was thinking. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, my pick not to win, and, and you guys can tell me if this is too easy, but Colin Morikawa is not going to win this tournament um fair enough I, i'd agree with that yeah i would i think i, I have some questions about his just a, a, anything after the the second shot I, i'm worried about him at this course um i, I don't think his short is great and questions about his short game. um i think the guy that's gonna win this tournament and and you know he's just a recurring favorite of mine um uh, on the podcast and and I hit him earlier this year, it's Justin Thomas, uh, for all the reasons I talked about earlier. Um, I just, I just feel like he's ready and, uh, he's had a lot to go through this year. Some of it self-imposed, a lot of it self-imposed, but, um, I feel like he's climbing back I think he's ready for a second major, Um, but don't be surprised to me. Don't be surprised if if Rory wins as well. I don't know. I have a feeling about him as well. Uh, See, if if we talk long enough, I can talk myself into almost everyone winning the tournament. You know, it's just like (laughs) (laughs) except except maybe Xander and Louis. That'll be the only guys that you won't talk me into. But uh, uh, I do love JT though this week. yeah, well, guys, this is going to be an awesome week. I think we all love the Open, and uh, it's going to be a great uh, great viewing experience. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it turns out. So uh, thank you, Dave and Johnny, for, for being on.
1: Yeah, to be out again. Everybody enjoy. Yep, thank you so much for having me on. Hey, I, one more quick thing. It's going to be interesting watching this week because if you guys noticed, which I'm sure you did, most of the crew that's going to be covering it is going to be stateside, so it'll be interesting to see. Really, right? You
0: know, that's right. I, I I knew I had you on for a reason. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I. That's interesting to me. Um, I get why they're doing it, but I wonder how that's going to affect the because they're, they're basically using uh, the Sky Sports their feed.
1: Yep. Yep. And they, they did send, and I don't remember the numbers exactly, but they're going to have quite a few cameras, quite a few production people and stuff like that over there. But I think they only sent, and man, I can't remember. I know I've read it, but maybe 35, 38 guys or people total, whereas it's usually in the, you know, 150, 60, whatever. So it'll be interesting to see if there's uh if you can tell to be honest with you, whether, you know, whether they're here or not. So. Yeah.
0: I can't wait to hear how many times Paul Isager talks about pressure. Um, we should <laughs> do like a. I'm about to do a ticker. I'm uh, I'm about yeah, to start about the, count the, start counting them. Yeah, Thursday morning pressure is coming. Yeah. Um, all right. So Johnny and Dave, thanks again. Um, we'll have our picks up on Facebook and Instagram on. I guess, Wednesday sometime, hopefully earlier in the day. Uh, Dave, he he hit the Fowler, missed a cut bet his last time on, and he also hit the, the Zurich team event earlier in the year, and Johnny's had countless <laughs> countless good picks. Uh, so hopefully we can provide some good picks for everyone listening this week. Uh, it's last major of the year, so you might as well go crazy on betting this one. So thanks again, everyone, for listening. Enjoy the Open, and we'll catch you next time.